Hi. I got a tape I want to play. Just what do you think you're doing, Dave? Your move, creep. Take me to the volcano! So why don't you make like a tree and get out of here? Come with me if you want to live. This town needs an enema. Like I said, I need a bacchiatomy. Yes, that's a human ear, all right. I got a bad feeling about this. So it's come to this. Back at the movies. Here we are. We've been back, and the movies are getting really good. We've been pointing out uh, more yeah. and more. Some good movies. We're getting in, into in the, the good crop. I'm Charlie. I'm Eric. This is a movie podcast. We're getting really cool movies back at the theaters. Kind of nobody, I think, started all this. That was nobody was one. the first. Like, all right, we, we have go. a genuine cool movie now. We're getting good, and we've gotten some real cool genre picks and none more interesting to me than this one the green knight the green knight i <laughs> i didn't know about this movie i, I just knew it was a new david lowry project mm, mm-hmm. and that guy every time i see one of those crazed unblinking pictures of david lowry <laughs> <laughs> the man with the, just always looks like he's being surprised on camera. I don't think I, I've ever seen a picture of David Lowry. They're horrifying. Okay. They're like a mirror looking into your soul. He always has like <laughs> weird um like mixologist facial hair and he has like a shaved head and like eyes like he caught got caught doing a crime. <laughs> it's horrifying. <laughs> Never make eye contact with the I, David Lowry pictures. I, I did not expect uh, that to be the description of him, but uh, as a filmmaker, it'll it'll <laughs> melt your soul, man. So do you do you like his but movies? Or <laughs> it is undeniable that this dude, yeah, ha- that makes me recoil on sight, <laughs> has made three of sorry. my I'm sorry dude. favorite movies of the last five years. This guy's a on go- a roll. A, go- a ghost story, old man and the gun. And now the Green Knight. These are three uniquely excellent movie-going experiences that I've had that left me feeling in different reflective ways. Hmm. A ghost story is an episode for another time. Yeah. But I don't think any movie over the last decade has left me pondering life longer (laughs) than that movie made me. Yeah, I saw a ghost story as well, and this movie is also yeah the same kind of this guy's uh, thinking about death. It's a big he's picture. Thinking about reincarnation, large scale legend. He, he's putting kind of everything thing. in there. Yeah, and he's really exploring some. He explores that same stuff. kind of ground in those three movies that I love, but in di- under different lenses of the microscope. Mm-hmm. A ghost story we eventually find out is a story spanning literal time. Yeah. Which blew my mind, man. <laughs> um, oh man, <laughs> when the movie took that turn, I that was uh, I was I was done. Mm-hmm. And Old Man and the Gun had such a different warmth to it. This aging out and only being down to one life, a huge filled life, but just the one, not living through dynasties, right. And now Green Knight is a legend from another time that I think is honestly my favorite screen adaptation of any King Arthur story that we've gotten. I can't think of another that I've enjoyed more so thoroughly and made me think so much more. 
you know, Excalibur. I like Excalibur. Yeah, I but, mean, uh, I, I love King Arthur stories as, as yeah, a kid especially. Same. Um, I remember reading The Green Knight specifically and just being so fascinated with the Yeah, this is a story that's been story. adapted by, you know, Tolkien and, yes. <laughs> you yeah, know, yeah, had yeah. Sean Connery in the movies and it's but been yeah, told. I feel like every time you see a King Arthur movie, it's either about him as a young man. Right. And they, try to, they try to put some spin on it like, this isn't your mother's King Arthur. <laughs> We're getting Charlie Hunnan this time <laughs> to do it. You want to hear Charlie Hunnan still taking a stab at speaking American or whatever? We're giving it. Oh, so or many Charlie like, Hunnam movies I have to avoid. Yeah, so it's always like the rise of. Uh-huh. And then it's like there's weird shit in it. But rise but of everyone, Arthur. But it's like the cliche of everyone's in their battle armor all the time. Oh, yeah. And uh, this movie felt so different from we any other arthurian movie i've ever the seen the most the best comparison i have i mean this is sounds stupid but this is like an amazing movie made off of a, a 14th century uh heroic romance totally you know it's like goes in the direction of homer's odyssey a book you know one of the oldest books that we had to read in school mm-hmm. i had to read the iliad and the odyssey i can't imagine many older books being read by high schoolers. And this is that kind of story that you're familiar with too. You know, these old 14th century tales. And And they're morality tales and they're written as heroes' journeys and they're all very... And these weird fairy tale-like folklore kind of tales. Yeah, but they're weird. They're weird. They're weird, man. You know, we read those kind of tales like, uh, you know, Hansel and Gretel and those kind of things. We read those as kids and this is no different. This is a weird folklore tale. Yeah, but it seems like in every... King Arthur movie, everyone just takes it at face value that there's like a lady in a lake handing this dude his sword. Yeah. And like weird shit like that happens. Yeah. And this one, it felt like there was an appropriate air of mystery, mysticism. Well, this is a take that if it's been in another Arthur movie, I don't know of it. And I'd love to see it. What I loved most about these tales was it made it clear through David Lowry's cool use of time lapse or alternate takes and different looks and different paths in life that he does as you see him showing what could happen and different takes on life you get this sense that so much of these tales are built up by a guy that might have just told a bunch of lies when he got back to town (laughs) uh yeah yeah you know it really focuses on that fact that these legends and can change over time are you saying a knight really didn't get his head cut off and then pick it up and ride away? Yeah, and it's this cool take on a very scary and realistic tale of bravery and courage told as a tall tale. Yeah. And I thought this was an amazing portrayal of that because it portrayed it so realistically with the sets and the locations and the otherworldly costuming. This is a movie I couldn't like peel my eyes from. This is one of the best-looking movies for me, just so, yeah, engaging from the very first moment. First frame when you see that solo burning shot yeah. of Dev Patel in this king's chair with this sunlight shining through a window. Very abstract stuff right off the bat. So it's like... Gorgeous. It, it's, it, I, I mean, the movie's telling you, look, this is going to be weird, guys, okay? Yeah, this is it, my first shot, and you it's know, like... Looks like it does have that A24 like, vibe, though. Yeah, yeah. You feel like you're going into Midsummer. I didn't know a thing about this. I knew it was David Lowry. I didn't know if it was like a horror movie, mm-hmm. The Green Inferno, <laughs> or, <laughs> yeah. or something. I didn't know it was an actual uh, King Arthur story. 
I I knew it a meet once it started, but going in very blind on this. One. I like I don't know if do they ever say Arthur and I mean no it, obviously we do not. they it, they say it's a filmed ad, I love the opening titles of Beautiful. it saying a filmed adaptation of a 14th century chivalric romance or what, yeah yeah, you know, yeah. what you know the the classification <laughs> that this poem, by anonymous this 14th century poem is and uh, yeah but I I think they're very smart in not being like yes King Arthur. And no, and a, this rounded table of mine at which you seat. <laughs> exactly. And there's a scene where uh, we see our king nod to an old guy in a beard, and the old guy's like, I don't know. And I'm like, <laughs> and I'm like ooh, that's Merlin. <laughs> but they don't have to tell cool you. Cool Merlin sighting. Like, oh, yeah, shit, this one's... Uh, that's why you kind of get the sense this one's for the heads. You <laughs> yeah. know, this one's uh, the real round table heads. 100%. 100%. And, but just the looks and the feeling... This is a real Middle Ages Barry Lyndon, real oh, quick yes. for me. This opening shot of you, it, you don't know if it's slow-mo, it's this foggy, smoky village. You see a fire start to spread. You see a couple running out a gate. All just as a background shot to pan into our sleeping never hero. Yes. Our Dev Patel. Non-hero. It's such this cool opening, foggy, weird unreal shot you know that just fades into a guy waking up in a brothel and right from the beginning the movie's telling you you're not going to get what you expect because i immediately expected him to jump to action to save the burning building since he is you know yeah known to be a knight instead that's just apparently a thing that happens when you live in straw he's just partying at the whorehouse yeah and doesn't know where his boots are just stumbling his way through a drunk, tracking shot uh, whorehouse. Drunk in the morning. But all this, you know. This, but, a, but a good kid. You know he's a good kid. He's this, uh, isn't a, this isn't a bad guy. We come to learn, and this is why I was, um, again, thinking of Barry Lyndon, a amazing movie. I was going to say, maybe say one or two things about Barry Lyndon for the people who don't know. Because well, I have not seen it. It's this Stanley Kubrick epic from the 70s. This beautiful three-hour movie, exquisitely shot, all natural lighting ornate sets with the odd Ryan O'Neill as the quote hero, mm-hmm. but he's more of like the main character in this movie. He's kind of a fail son who <laughs> just kind of backwards his way into success. Just kind of a mediocre. He marries right. Guy. And he was born lucky. And so, you know, in uh, Gawain in, in this movie is King Arthur's his uncle. Yeah. He's kind of the black sheep <laughs> kid who's never really been associated, but he lives in a nice castle on the edge of town because uh, they at least ha- are kind of taken care of. But he just like kind of sleeps around and drinks and it, just kind of lives yeah. off his, his name a bit. So he just kind of fails around town but doesn't have to pay for it and thinks he should be a bigger deal but doesn't really seem like he's earning his no, he opportunity. Gets, he gets to go party with the other Knights of the Round Table yeah. on Christmas but he's got no accolades or accomplishments right. of his own. And Barry Lyndon's just this guy who kind of like fibs his way into a better situation, like an Owen Wilson con man. <laughs> Mar- ends up marrying right, lucks into the right people, gets lucky in during a duel. You know, a guy who has more of a legend than he should have because he just kind of accidentally kept finding glory. Sounds like a little Don Draper-ish, maybe. Kind of. Yeah. Don Draper was a little more cunning and charming yeah, and yeah. did have some good ideas. Barry Lyndon and, and getting Ryan O'Neill to portray the, the kind of vacant, aloof, <laughs> fail upward guy. Mm-hmm. Amazing choice. 
And Dev Patel kind of does that really well. This guy who kind of doesn't understand what advantages he does have and thinks he deserves a little bit more. He's not a perfect guy, even though he is kind of helpless in a lot of ways. And yeah, that immediate realization that a lot of these tales could just be kind of stretched fibs and bar (laughs) tales that grow in exaggeration. Not these ultra-serious men wearing their armor through town in a always-in-wartime CGI King Arthur movies we get. This is a grim, kind of dark, but still exquisitely framed. Amazingly. uh, Set a lot in Ireland. These old castles and... Oh, this is a gorgeous looking incredible film. Incredible looking. Movie. Every shot. I love. I mean, if you're someone who's into like that Lord of the Rings, even kind of Game of Thrones look. Yeah. It's got that just great stone halls and sure the candle lit chandeliers <laughs> and these ornate but still made out of rock. I loved. Yeah. <laughs> buildings. You mentioned the costuming and it's just kind of like it feels like it could be realistic of the time, but it's also obviously very artistic. The this crowns is my... and, the, and the outfits that. This is my no doubt favorite costuming since uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula. Mm, There you go. Those uh, Ishioka costumes that, you know, she did stuff like The Cell. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Or the M M Butterfly on, you know, all those, a lot of weird kind of. But these, uh, yeah, he's got. these kind of suits are just. I know, we're both like, ooh, these suits. Ooh, I'm just touching my, like, all the crowns and the. The but looks like were so great. The epic, like yellow kind of overcoat, uh, oh yeah, thing that he's got that he carries <laughs> around with him, perfectly folded up every way. Every it looks time. such a. It's a cool, real depiction the, like, of woven uh, vests he's wearing. Yeah, the beautiful mail, and it's such and a not gorgeous, overdoing it with uh, the battle armor. I just I can't stand it. When I had you just to see knights only in their like battle armor <laughs> all the time. Like, what is that? This is a lot of knights just not totally prepared. Yeah. A lot of just bearded knights just at the, on their one day of rest yeah. from being knights here. We're having our feast. I had to look up the costuming. Uh, uh, the, the woman is named Malgoja Terzansky. Mm. And she's done some really cool but very different stuff. Like one of our favorites, In a Valley of Violence. Oh, okay. Sure. Loved the looks in that movie. Absolutely. And we praised him at the time when we didn't know her. Uh, Stranger Things. How okay. great How great did the kids look in Period first season? Period Yeah. And Hell or High Water, which was great. You mm. were never really here. So oh. a lot of, yeah. Cool. Lot, n- knows how to do all these different looks perfectly. And I am a big fan without knowing it. This was the wake-up call. Her <laughs> looks shaped this movie. The way this movie was exquisitely framed in these medium shots <laughs> for so much of it. I loved you getting the full sense of scope to these rooms. That if these were sets, anything that was a set looked amazing. Mm-hmm. This stuff wasn't an actual castle somewhere in Ireland. Then they did an incredible job. It was that perfect, like, very looking medieval, but also, like, I want to be there. I want to yes, drink in I that tavern. I want to see this, man. I want to walk around and I want to know the, what that bread tastes like, man. Yeah. The art direction was an, a guy that's worked with Lowry before and did a mm. lot of the, the art direction on A Ghost Story, which cool. is a stunning visual movie but also did a a recent favorite of ours gretel and hansel oh sure and the hansel and gretel vibe fits perfectly with this kind of tall tale surreal trip through the woods this is a very witchy movie very witchy a lot of outright a lot of magic tales of of witchcraft yeah and it's a great 
and interpretation. Yeah. It's a great way to this meeting on you know Christmas Day. I love the portrayal of the feeble king, yes. feeble King Arthur, the the man who does, is is a well loved king, but recognizes he is not the overpowering one. He can barely lift Excalibur mm-hmm. at this stage, and his wife, of course, is Kate Dickey, who. When you need some member of royalty to look dying, <laughs> that woman has been making bank for yeah. 15 years. Either an almost dying peasant in stuff like The Witch or just dying nobility. If you want someone who will not wear makeup in the role <laughs> and you want to really make sure the audience knows women did not wear makeup <laughs> yeah. at this time. K. Dick, you'll be like, yeah, her. put more bags under my eyes, even in my good shots. <laughs> exactly. She leans into it. I love it. I love both of them. Yeah, I, I like. And this the, guy was these two. You know, we get a lot of witch crossover, yeah, which is cool. Yeah, yeah. And that was another movie that did that kind of period. Such a cool take on it. And I love this blend of witchcraft with the tale of you know the Round Table. Yeah. I these, also, yeah. Go on. No, well, I was just gonna say the way you said blending. This movie blended things so well. The music had this blend of either chants and choruses yeah. or the kind of mandolin-esque bard, you know, uh-huh. folk music that you get. Or like the Johnny Greenwood, like... Modern doom, gu- doom, guitar doom, scrapings doom, doom, of Johnny doom, Greenwood. Doom, doom, doom. And like the drops falling in beat with the, you know, it's like... The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of, lot of like... I liked it. Really I'm, a, cool I'm a big fan of the kind of noise switch-ups. rock that Johnny Greenwood scores have made normal yeah. in scores. I think his scoring has been a good thing for uh, for movies. It totally worked. Dating back here. to like "There Will Be Blood," yeah, is ooh, that was an immediate standout. That's what I was seeing. That whole opening of "There Will Be Blood," where it's just building, yeah, building, building. It's a lot there's of grinding of and a lot of there's that industrial feel to it, mm-hmm. and it has this industrial feel in this Stone Age setting. Totally, I loved it. I loved this movie, and I loved this tale of the eventual Sir Gawain and how he just kind of expects to wait around and become heroic. Well, he's waiting for his waiting for his chance, chance, I guess. Yeah. But he's not out there looking for quests or anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's surviving on his he's name. Hanging out. When he steps up and immediately seemingly misinterprets the Green Knight's riddle. Mm-hmm. It just shows this great folklore tale of a pompous guy who over time got written about as a hero who might have had everything handed to him literally on a you know platter Uh uh-huh it's a fun folklore tale and we keep getting reminded that it's only a game but then we keep seeing such fantastical things it becomes this weird dream and that's why i was thinking of the odyssey where this guy comes back into town and he's like, yeah, then I hung out with the Cyclops and that was crazy. <laughs> and then uh, like mermaids, also mermaids. And uh, I killed a bunch of people. Yeah. And everybody's just like, geez, Homer went, Homer went nuts on this odyssey. If, if only we had like photography yeah. available to I us. I mean, we, it but sounds we gotta, like nobody, it. nobody else has been there. Yeah. So this sounds nuts. I don't want to. I don't. <laughs> and so. I love that take on this kind of guy who gets, I'll take this shot, kind of uh, feeling yeah, popped wait. up on Christmas Day and getting a little goose from yeah. uh When Sir Garwin decides to dr- dr- put his hat into the ring and, yeah. and have his fun, man, he goes full bore. Mm-hmm. 
he could have just uh, th- this green knight, a a guy who's made out of wood, seemingly shows yeah, up just a unannounced swamp thing <laughs> shows up riding a horse, huge, and uh, challenges them to try to land a blow, but he yeah. gets to land one. It's the this, same blow. It's this a weird year later. riddle. It's like a yeah. It's a weird Middle Ages riddle. It's a morality a lot of riddle, riddle. A lot of people riding into town spouting riddles back then. That was then. a big thing in those legends. Though. They, they were all it. it was all these games and riddles uh-huh. and you do me, I do you. Yeah. And, a lot of people tricking. But it's just a way to teach people back then about honor and dignity and being good. Yeah, it was used the as these of, morality it's tales. It's basically like, right. please stop being bad. Be yeah. good because uh, you should feel honor. And uh, This is a tale of, feel that's good. supposed to be a tale of courage. Right. And this man going on, like you said, Lord of the Rings. This is a man going on a life-changing journey. And I like the movie's approach to not making him out to be a big sword-wielding hero. Mm-hmm. Admittedly, I also would have liked him getting into cool sword fights on hills. <laughs> I still would have been into that. If this movie became Beastmaster... I would have thought that would be that'd be fucking great. Again, yeah, you, you don't get what you expect in this. Yeah, one, if you know? if this turned into Beastmaster, I would have taken that ride. <laughs> I was into uh, sure. I was ready for everything, and I was so into their presentation that I was just I, ten minutes in. I was just willingly on this ride. Yeah, Sir Garwin actually turns out to be kind of a a wimp. Yeah, in this in this I uh, dig it. movie, he's. He denies that he's a knight the first time he gets into any trouble. Yeah, he's immediately just he's like, like no, 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 just a, a <laughs> just an innocent man just, that doesn't want any trouble here. And they're like, you're clearly a knight. I yeah, can see the I've shield. never seen any of this male on a non-knight. <laughs> oh no, that, yeah, he's immediately mistaken. just a wuss. Yeah, in any confrontation that just keeps kind of scraping by he he uh meets a ghost has a chance to do a good deed and asks what do you give me for it yeah like, what a, i love these like you these don't different get it, interactions when these snaps to to weird realities of him seeing a ghost and then reaching out to if when he thinks he's seeing a spirit <laughs> and the ghost being like what are you doing no no no, no. don't touch me yeah what do you what do you think you're doing here and so I love this guy overstepping boundaries on his way to just kind of stumbling through the woods on a journey that he himself fell into. Mm-hmm. This riddle, which to me seems clear, of the Green Knights, that if you strike me with a blow, land a blow on me, in one year's time you will return to my place of worship. Mm-hmm. Where I will give you a blow in return. Equal. It'll be the same blow. So to me, I'd be like, just give him a little poke. Give him a little poke in the in the in the tummy. Doesn't even say something like whether it's just a scratch or a something. A scratch on the cheek or a you know, if you just disembowel me. Yeah. You'll get the same. And immediately I'm just like, I am just doing a quick little poke and being like, That's it, guys. I outsmarted the green knight. And then my legend grows, <laughs> but, but but yeah, he's obviously confused. Yeah. Sir Garwin, when Garwin the Green goes Knight, in, Garwin goes in all hyped up when a guy like, talks you into a fight. Like, Give me a sword. Yeah, when a guy <laughs> you get talked into a fight and you know you kind of can't back down because literally all the knights are at the round table yeah. and their families because it's Christmas <laughs> and you're all kind of you're kind of goosed. Yeah, you goosed You've up had a, a bit. Few. You've you had have a, a few. You've, you've had a goosed. couple drinks. And then yeah, he's like, all right. Uh, I need a sword, <laughs> and then the 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 king gives you Excalibur. Oh, jeez! Yeah, you can't back down now. 
Everybody just saw you get handed Excalibur. <laughs> exactly. The legend, most you legendary gotta sword you gotta use in the land. You got, you're the first person that's touched Excalibur since King Arthur. I get the sense he's not just passing that thing around. And you're in front of everyone. Yeah, he's not just like, all right, let, you can hold Everyone it. touch the sword. Touch everybody in. It's Christmas. He was a noble, benevolent king. Yeah, but he wasn't just all right. You can wasn't touch my curly locks, <laughs> my flaxen wave. It's not out there. Just yeah, get in here. Come here. Give me. That. And this guy's in it now. He's committed. People are gathered. Well, and he thinks he's about to have to fight this this huge. Yeah. He thinks by land a blow, he's gonna have to go through a a big duel. Who's got a huge axe? The guy's a cool. major axe, cool man. axe, and cool axe. Yes, <laughs> and uh, it's like a huge fighting game boss. Yeah, totally. and he just puts his neck right out there, and then you know it's just a game. And that's when the mind fuck of the Green Knight starts, where it is a straight telling of this tale in this just surreal way the whole time, where you don't know what to expect. Mm-hmm. And this man lops the Green Knight's head off, and then the head just gets picked up by the Green Knight, and yeah, and he says, "All right, I'll see you in a see year." You in a year. You know what's coming. You you bought into this game. That's the one part of the story I remember from a kid the most of just yeah. the Green Knight getting the head cut off and then uh-huh. picking it up and and laughing as he's like leaving, like <laughs> idiot. And so I like <laughs> I'm sitting here in the movie going like, yeah, you realized you fucked up, huh? Now look at you. Oh, now he's got a year now, to think about. Now it. you got a year of thinking about what's gonna happen to you because you had to be the hero. That was the big boy that cuts a head off in front of everyone. <laughs> on Christmas. On Christmas. <laughs> remember, what, I love the line where he's like, remember what happened here. Obvious, on this Christmas yeah. day. <laughs> Everybody's going to remember the Christmas that the Green Knight, who nobody had spoken about yeah. before then. Nobody knew this dude. That was the moment where King Arthur looks to Merlin and Merlin's like, I have no fucking idea. Yeah. You're winging this. <laughs> Use the charms that got you here, King. <laughs> yeah, well, You're on your own. Him, oh, oh. Yeah. And <laughs> this great moment of idiocy connecting, there's silence, and then just straight up cheers. People oh, yeah. losing it. People thinking they just saw the coolest fucking Christmas morning <laughs> feast ever. Nobody is horrified. Everybody is like, that dude just picked up his head. <laughs> he rode straight out of town after this badass lopped it off. Everybody thinks the dude that did that is cool. Nobody's worried about the magic they just witnessed because this, that I guess, just happened then. That's what I mean. Yeah, I love that That this is a world where magic just happens. Like, these these things come yeah. into your room and fuck with you. There's a magician on staff. <laughs> staff magician. <laughs> House magician, right? CMO. Chief magician yeah, officer. <laughs> this guy just backwards. People could have immediately been like, why didn't you just tap him? Uh, yeah. Why didn't you cut his arm, man? And he's like, I didn't. I wanted the, the head. And I, he, was, he was giving me the head. He told me to yeah. do it. Instead, he's immediately a legend, and we cut forward a year, a quick year, to see this guy. He's become a local legend, and all he's done in a year is drink and dread. Yep. He spent his whole year with no plan. 
He knows he messed up, man. I mean, wouldn't you? What else? Are you yeah. Gonna do? What are you gonna do in that year? But he's also. Not, I'm not doing like neck training or anything to build my. Yeah, muscles like up. oh, right. <laughs> and, but he's become kind of a cool local legend. He's known. He's a local celeb. You know, he's he's a cool guy. He's not a failure. Mm-hmm. They think he's like a a local b- badass. But his mother's a witch. His they mother is that. a witch, which people do know, and people do tell him <laughs> they occasionally will. if they get bold enough. Yeah, <laughs> but. That's kind of the thing with a fail son. You know, people get comfortable talking shit around them. Yeah, Because yeah. They're, they're doofuses. They're powerful doofuses. So people get comfortable, and sometimes those people get paid back. And that's kind of what this guy is. He's a non-hero. We see him at his kind of loseriest. He's in love with a, a commoner, played by yeah. uh, Vikander, w- doing a, an accent from another planet. <laughs> I don't know what time or place she was from, man. But I liked their relationship and her realizing he's kind of like not the right guy, but also her best chance. Yeah, because he has she could become a lady. Yeah, she could become a lady. <laughs> Charlie, it's a Swedish. It's a Swedish actress <laughs> a trying to Swedish do an Irish doing, uh, Irish Scottish. Yeah. Would you make me a lady? <laughs> she, <laughs> she hangs on every lady. And the guy stone cold shuts her down. That's a tough scene. She when you when you ask to be a she's seeing her way out, even though she recognizes this guy's kind of a fuck up and this guy's <laughs> you know, but this guy likes me. He is a he is a good ticket. And, and he's the king's nephew. He's that the king's hurt. nephew, which yeah, never hurts, right? They got a nice place. <laughs> Yeah. Even though he hadn't been acknowledged by the king until that fateful Christmas day, they'd clearly have a place in the kingdom. And she sees this, and that's just her connection, and it's an honest one. And it's a, it's a tough one in that scene where he silently shuts her down and she has to kind of save face. And we see their story play out in different ways that's really fetching and really sad. And I wasn't expecting to have that kind of a connection to this. Yeah. And that's the thing. I had a connection to Barry Lyndon. It's one of my absolute favorite Stanley Kubrick movies. But it's this epic movie about a loser. (laughs) It's not the movie about Frodo on this unlikely quest through through every hardship. Right. To just destroy evil. It's just like a guy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like bumming through, but like kind of keep doing pretty good. But he does decide to go to the Green Chapel to yeah. meet his fate. He does as he kind of has that moment of like, all right, I'm a knight. I guess yeah. I gotta do some knight it's shit. This guy's stepping up and kind of actually trying to fulfill his heroic destiny. And that's that is the hero's journey, right? Yeah. I mean, that's at and its core. I love this hero's journey outward, where he sent. He's been dreading this year, and he accepts it finally as like. The hub- it's not a hubris, but it's it's kind of close that he really does want to be a legend. He's mm. and just as that just as uh, Essel sees her chance at being a lady, <laughs> he sees his opportunity at being a, a potential king. He's a nephew to the throne, a male in line of nobility. And he can see that if I can come back with a couple of good stories yeah, to yeah. keep these people going for a while. You know, there's some cash, some future considerations in store for it. And he kind of gets talked into this by the king making no uh, more clearly that he ain't going to be around forever. 
Right. King doesn't outright say it, but it's a great scene between King Arthur showing up at his house and laying it out for him that, you know, you know, not all. You got to do some night stuff. Yeah. Sometimes the tale come, you know, you got to go to the tale. You know, you find your knight's tale. Right. I'm trying to remember if that was in that that speech in particular, but I really got the sense of uh, wanting to be remembered. Yes. And wanting to be a legend as a way to live on. Even if even if you die, you get this you know legend. I mean, we're this is if this was a person in the 14th century, we're talking about him seven centuries later. It's the kind of haunting afterlife thoughts that you know, made me that think Lowry about does ghost so story. well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in a ghost story, you really envision how you're thought of, not just after you leave the immediate planet, but how anything you do impacts anything. And it's crazy. Right. <laughs> it is such a trip to corners of my brain and to think about eternity. our place in eternity and yeah. the universe. And the way he incorporates his kind of time lapses to show these visions. Our hero's immediately ambushed. The first dude that he comes across jumps him with two people, like completely Never helpless. had a chance. Guy has Excalibur and the Green Knight's axe, and this guy's tied up in seconds. <laughs> I mean, immediate blade to throat by a bunch of teenagers. Going, I'm not a knight, I'm not a yeah, knight. Yeah, it's you're thinking of the other guy. <laughs> uh, these chainmail and cool knight weapons? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just passing through. And we <laughs> he, get... did, he, he didn't tell people about that part of the story. No, no, no. That's <laughs> It's this great take of what we're seeing is what happened to this man and also the way he's going to be telling it to the people and his alternate visions. And they keep just getting weirder and weirder. And after he pictures, we get this gorgeous time-lapse moment of him you know, tied up, the bandits taking his horse and his sword and you know, everything else. cool yeah. shit. And him, we see his death. We see decades pass in just this turn of the camera. This is, yeah, this cool otherworldly foliage shot. starts growing in these places. You know, time has passed. The worms and the earth have become, you know. It's, it's, I, I imagine it as Garwin kind of envisioning what well, he that's would what, look like if he just laid there and died. Kind of, He is a man envisioning vision. his own death. Yeah. He's envisioning his uh, what his chances are here. And but we don't know that at first we're right. just seeing and I'm immediately thinking it's like oh is somebody else take over the story from here we just because it comes back to this hundred plus who knows how many years in advance time looks different we know that and there's just an old skeleton yeah. lying on his side where he was left in tied the same up. position same yeah. position just died on the spot that could be your end and. Yeah. I like my brain going to like, oh man, yeah, this could end. This could be it. Like this knight's tale could end just getting jumped right outside the gates a mile up the road. Day one. Day one death. Nobody. There's so many people in these stories that never leave the castle walls. Great, beautiful castle walls shot of him leaving his city behind. And these guys tell these tales and that's what these are. These crazy tales. Helping a ghost find her head. You know, offending her by assuming she's a ghost. Mm-hmm. These tall tales of, you know, maybe it was really just him sleeping in a spooky house. <laughs> you know, you know, and I got scared by a creaky sound. Yeah. And that weird lake was kind of had a moon glow on it. And I kind of sworn I saw, you know, this guy's just telling some tall tales about his blunder quest mm-hmm. north. 
And then, of course, the movie, I love stepping into this weird world where you know giants are possible. Oh, yeah. When we get into the real yeah mythical type stuff uh-huh yeah he he comes across a band of ginormous like hairless giants reading the lord of the rings books when you're a teen and once you're past like tom bombadil and his big hat and his dumb songs <laughs> right and you're just like we've been hanging out with tom for like 60 pages here <laughs> nobody ever talks about this guy once you start getting into the cool werewolf man, then it's like, okay, right now we're getting into some mythological shit. <laughs> this is what I was re- This is what I thought these books were about. Right. And finally, once we're getting into like, oh, giants are at least on the table. If this guy's lying, he's at least lying big. <laughs> we get these great, you know, uh, fantastic planet, fantastic story, you know, that weird French cartoon. Oh, yeah, that, like, 70s. Yeah, that 70s, strange Yeah, fantastic blue. planet, yeah. I think, yeah. Yeah, that, that was very, yeah, those, those They didn't have gills, that. you know, but they were just weird, hairless, naked giants. And... Who could sing beautifully, though. Who had those beautiful, howling voices. The, I just love the idea of Garwin telling these tales and, you know, just like at the bar, and uh, there were um, giants <laughs> just walking north, leading me uh, out of the valley one, safely. One of the giants had a giant baby in its arms. Yeah, just that suckling so a baby. Just but suckling a, giant a baby. baby. <laughs> and then some other dweeby shaved head record store guy behind, naked shaved head guy was just doing his, oh, <laughs> All of them just howling in the field, naked as the day they were born to a in a giant valley. So funny. And I just like the idea of what are the odds of some other knight like, yeah, you got a lot of castle dwellers here, but mm-hmm. one other knight's like, uh, I've been through the North Valley and <laughs> I've not seen no giants. You didn't sight, see the sir. giants? Oh, oh. The, the giants weren't there when you were there. <laughs> oh, kind of hard to miss. We don't see that part of yeah. Arthur's. Everybody just blindly's been like. This guy is kick ass. <laughs> this guy saw giants. Who knew? Just two days north? Two days? Right. That's crazy. You think we would have heard about this? You think we would feel after effects somewhere? They would have passed close, but holy shit. Yeah. This guy. That's why I don't go outside the wall. I don't man. I'm not going. Fuck, I don't want to see giants. That. Leave that to the knights. Leave that to the knights. I can hang in the back. And so I love once we go like Oh, cool. We got knights. We got we got knights seeing giants. I'm into this. And I love that guy like making up these tall tales to make up for what we find out could very easily be a guy just going, nope, 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 nope. I, I got here and I don't like it. I'm coming back. I'm just going to tell everybody I did it and nobody's going to ever ask because we didn't ask. You then. wouldn't know. Yeah. We, everybody didn't know lies existed then. Nobody figured out lies yet. It was early enough that lies <laughs> yeah. weren't a thing. So exactly. somebody says they saw giants, they're like, oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> the whole concept blows my mind, in let fact. Me, let me We've write never about considered it. this. So <laughs> they just were not questions asking people. We weren't that cynical yet. <laughs> but I, is that after he, because there's a scene that implies that he eats some uh, poisonous mushrooms. And then is that where he starts seeing all the really right. trippy shit? He really gets tripped out when he finds some nature's olives. Yeah. Just a wet swamp olive. And he just rolls the dice on it. Yeah. And this sounds like more our insight into a real guy, like with no exposure to outside the gates. Just like, 
I've eaten berries before. Maybe these and mushrooms then, are good. Then, yeah. yeah, 10 seconds after the mushrooms, just hurling and then seeing a fox. Yeah. And so, and then after that, the movie really goes full. I remember reading the, the Iliad and the Odyssey in English class. And, you know, there's clear, like, sex stuff. <laughs> that was, like, high school. But there was, like, these women are being tantalizing to mm. our hero. There's mm-hmm. vixens and there's uh, mermaids and uh, sirens. And we get this weird siren section of this movie. That's what I love when the movie dips into this weird. Movies have gotten really sexless <laughs> over yeah. the last decade. And so the only sex we get is weird sex. <laughs> like it's weird indie uh, A24 sex. Uh huh. It's sinister sex. And so we get Alicia Vikander showing up as. A lady of nobility. A dual role. A dual role with another woman that speaks weird. And it's just like he keeps falling his way through the forest and then he comes upon a couple of like swingers. Yeah, midi- I love just the medieval, medieval swingers. swingers who, uh, Joel Edgerton. With the Joel other Edgerton, one. who's a guy who has nobody had it really anything to do back then. And so Joel Edgerton lives in a nice place, got a cool lady. Yeah, does some and hunting. And does some hunting. Tells some yawns <laughs> and works long cons to get hand jobs <laughs> from weary travelers. This guy has a hand job plan from day one, and we don't know it. It's such a weird, odd, low gift, but a specific gift that he clearly keeps hinting at to anybody who, again, knew that lies were a thing. Now, I like that this was specifically in the 14th century chivalric romance. Yeah, man. It wasn't hand jobs; It was just kisses in the romance. But yeah, the, he, he comes upon the lord and lady towards the end of his journey, and he says, I'll hunt for you and give you food <laughs> and, and give you gifts. But then any gift you receive in the house, you have to give It's that old like farmer's daughter trap where yeah. you just happen upon this place that seems too good to be true. That I don't know if it's just because I've watched movies, but I, well, any I kept, too yeah. good to be true place is always going to put me like, Okay, okay. Especially when you see witches here. throughout the movie. Yeah. You're like, Eyes probably some here, witches buddy. in this house. And these swingers, once the woman is making these, like, faces at me in full view of this lord, mm-hmm. and then the lord starts saying cryptic things like, this castle contains a lot of secrets. <laughs> <laughs> That's I immediate. Like, like that. I always love that shit, but if that yeah. were me... Am I? And I'm sitting in Count Yorga's vampire castle, just like, all right. Yeah. He said that kind of thing a couple of times now. They definitely give off creepy vibes. The mysteries the halls hold. <laughs> like, hmm, this is just over breakfast pies. And then that night over, like, brandy and cigars. And it'd be really cool in that situation to be just like, I love brandy and cigars with this guy. <laughs> he has to keep making it weird. And he's like... Let's uh make a promise between men. <laughs> and the guy's like our heroes just the whole time just like the dumb guy like I'm not sure what you're the guy keeps overtly flirting and he's like I'm not sure what you're <laughs> I'm not I, I don't think we're on the same page my lord. And he's like well uh, uh 
anything you receive here <laughs> in these quarters, we will also give in in kind. This guy is the dumbest at any riddle that involves giving and getting. This guy can't even answer straight questions. Yeah, this guy is such a. He literally is like, why? The guy's like, why are you on this quest? And he's like, for honor. Yeah. He's he like, does, are you yeah, asking I, me? Am I? <laughs> do I know? I know. Do you know? Like, You're bad at questions. This is the last, you know, decade of politics where no politician has ever answered anything <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Everybody just turns it into what they want to talk about. And this is this guy has no answers to anybody's questions. He doesn't know why he's there, really. Yeah. He doesn't really totally want to be there, and he's getting sicker of it by the day. And now these people are giving him like eh, like eyebrow raises and talking in more riddles that are based on Giving things exactly as you get them, which is a lesson that he just can't get. <laughs> he doesn't get that specific lesson. He keeps getting it Whether teed it's up a for blow him. or a blow. Yeah, right? Once, I mean, if you're on a weary journey, Charlie, where you think a beheading is coming your way, Ugh. best case scenario, or you lying happens. for life, and then you come across... A very nice place with very welcoming people who are overly friendly immediately. And the lady of the house looks exactly the same as your commoner lady back home. Right. That would fuck And then she starts clearly wanting your body. Ah, that would just feel weird. Immediately, these are so many yellow red flags and this guy is just, oh, yeah. gr- just nope. shotgunning it through. The vibe is off in this house mm-hmm. the whole time. It's Look, fucked up. And then there's a weird scene where, so earlier in the movie, his mother gives him a green sash. Yeah, with an protection in it. Yeah, he gets that. That gets ripped right off of him by the thieves straight out the gate. But then the woman first encounter. Uh, this Essel, who's now the woman of the house, gives him yeah. the exact same sash. I didn't really handle. I didn't know how to handle that. I don't know what to process that is. But, I don't understand the. But meaning. the way she gives it to him is with the aforementioned. Hand job yeah it's and really this so look there's this mother connection i know to the item, it's very freudian and, and then it, there's the we really get into tension. that kind of and that is that is a scene that like you said movies aren't really sexy anymore yeah that scene was like uh, the only sex scenes we get are on specific of, sexual hang-ups yeah it's always somebody just like yeah and then we'll have a sex scene but not like two people like kissing to saxophone He'll just be lying there, on, like jacking off alone, while she says weird stuff, and it's like, oh yeah, I guess. So that's the sex scenes we get now, and that's kind of the unpleasant, unsatisfying. But this had an actual seduction, yeah, quality well, to it. That... So we've all been like tricked by kind lords and their hand job riddles. <laughs> <laughs> it's all like elementary stuff, but I think even this, I think. Watching this movie, we all recognize this as a classic hand job gambit. <laughs> like, do you this, think? Now, hold on. Do you this, think the the couple is working in tandem? This guy where seems the, to be the, the husband's two, like, make sure you give him a hand job yeah, after I tell him the thing about giving what he is receives. A swinger couple that don't, or have, he just knows his wife's such a whore that she will give uh, this guy a hand job. You're you're asking a chicken and egg scenario. <laughs> if they're just a, if they just have a kink where he's like he just knows she's gonna do it anyways. Yeah, I'm gonna catch this guy the biggest boar he's ever seen, and then just get an HJ in the forest. <laughs> like that guy. I don't know. I don't know what the kinks were in the 1400s, but they seem kinky based on 
the weird anonymous shit that we have in the drawings. Yeah. So these people, <laughs> yeah. these people explored some stuff. And so I don't know if it's just a lifestyle he grew into due to the proclivities of his wife or if that was just their kink. <laughs> but it's all up there on the screen, man. This is not how I expected our Green Knight episode to go, by the way. The movie the went there. Job. The movie went to that. And, they, and then the guy, as he's gotten through in life, this is such another great rich guy get-out-of-jail-free card. When... The Lord Joel Edgerton comes collecting his <laughs> his hand job. Like, you sure you didn't get anything? In yeah, that castle are you, that you sure? Wanted to give there's me? nothing you didn't uh, receive <laughs> inside these hand walls. Job motion. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the guy's like, mm, I don't, I don't recall anything. I'm just fleeing by dawn. And I'm then, just getting out of here. Gotta go. And then we get this kind of undeniably passionate dude-on-dude kiss where our hero, our fail hero, Gawain, is really more the womanly receiving uh, kissy yeah. with Edgerton very moving in strongly and more passionately than a male-on-male kiss I would have been not expecting in right. the movie. Uh, it kind of worked as this weird... Sur- and then, as he does throughout his whole life, when it comes time to pay a debt that he agreed to, he just goes, no, <laughs> no, I don't think I want to do this, actually. And good day. Yeah. Gotta go Flees get my into head the fog. Off. After somebody's just like, all right, well, yeah, just go north. Well, it's after, a- yeah, after he comes to the realization he's going to have to give this guy a hand job, he's like, I better go get my head cut off now. <laughs> yeah. I think I'd you prefer know, that. This tail is not worth it. doesn't it. seem so bad anymore. Yeah, I need to get inside these gates. <laughs> and... You know, this is such a cool, tall tale and this glorious retelling of this story that could have been very serious and, like, bro-ish. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody lit all craggly. You know, this has very... I looked, the the art direction, a lot of it was by the guy that did uh, Gretel and Hansel. Right, yeah. And so it has that same amazing mythological trip through the woods. And I loved the way he... Lowry uses that in our big climax. This is a long movie. Mm-hmm. Another one of our two two ten, two ten something like that. A yeah. Long movie, but it is slow. an epic journey. Yeah. It is slow, but really soaks you in to this man's experiences, whether how fake they are or not. How tall of a tail is this big fish? And again, we're joking, but it is gorgeous to look it's, at. It's amazing. The sound and the soundtrack is beautiful. Yes, the performance. I mean, like it really is a captivating. Great incredible film to look at yes an incredible movie impossible to yeah. look away from just yeah. so much ornate gorgeous scenery out of you know found objects and wow and <laughs> yeah no uh no more so than the ending when he finally gets to the green chapel incredible story we see the green knight again and he's got the uh, are you ready or uh yeah you ready to take yeah your oh, part you of this? did show up for this yeah like we still don't know i we got that scene earlier with Garwin and King Arthur where King Arthur's come to his house and, you know, saying like, remember it's a game, but you need to finish it. Mm-hmm. And he's just like, I don't know. What are the odds that the guy even comes back? You think he's really just been waiting out there for a year 
just for this dumb like he's still trying to like no right yeah like really we can move on right people <laughs> still think i'm cool the tale it happened yeah and you know this guy just kind of tries to talk his way out of stuff and keeps getting kicked down the road and i like that he in a way accepts his fate because we get this incredible look into the future when he keeps getting afraid of taking the axe to the neck. Yes. And how you ever read a lot of that early night, more of that 19th century and 20th century early horror, Mm. you know how weird it gets stuff like the witch is based on, or people seeing faces imprinted in tree leaves. So that, you know, the watchers over us, like people got weird folklore shit. Folklore stuff. Weird. Right. Those kids, man, per- first person that came up with the children in the corn myth back in the day. <laughs> oh, yeah, that person scared a town, three yeah. towns over, I'm sure. But Gawain keeps, he's realizing he's squandered his life in these moments. We can see it on very good performance from Dev Patel. Oh, yeah. Playing a, a, a guy who has to talk bigger than he knows he is. Yeah, he's great. Um, But he gets this amazing glimpse into his future of him just going, you know, nope, nope. Just like he does all the time backs out of a deal. Yeah. He, uh, he yeah, goes he see, and he, yeah, he, he well, sees ahead. the green knight. He, the green knight awakens, picks up his returned ax is about to cut his head. And finally the guy just dive rolls out of there and just sprints away going like, Nope, can't I do change it. my mind. Can't do it. <laughs> I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I came this far, but Nope. Life means too much to me. And in the I'm watching this going like, yeah, okay. We are seeing this guy just, he's going to go back and tell these tales. I didn't think we'd get this man's flash forward, full, yeah. beautiful, incredible, epic life story. We get this like 15 minute dialogue free montage of yeah. him living out the rest of his life. This. Who, becoming king. Having a son, it's it's the same thing that happens son, in everything that when he happens. cuts the Green Knight's head off a year before, and there's that beat, and then a room full of triumphant cheers. When he comes through his own castle gates, there's nobody waiting. He's no not recognized. His head's down as he's going up from the pathway. Mm-hmm. We cut to another like, it's another kind of failure mission. That's like, turns out. Everybody thinks I'm a hero. Like, I'm the returning hero. It could have been a, you didn't really kill the guy, did you? (laughs) Like, what proof? Anybody questioned him. That's all it would have taken. And instead, we get this triumphant return. We get King uh, Arthur from his deathbed. Kate Dickey never looked more dying. (laughs) Just lying in her deathbed like... One limp thumb, just like they were. They were in the same position as the grandparents in Charlie. Oh, it was a total chocolate. Willy Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory back in the sixties. There, yeah, that same feet to feet, like embrace but dying. Yeah, and he gets limply knighted. You know, the sword draped over the shoulder, and we see him inheriting Excalibur, inheriting the throne, and the turn that was incredible. And we see it played out when he says nothing when Essel wants to be his lady. Yeah. Him impregnating her and her getting her chance. Like, this is it. I, I befriended and loved the king until he pays her off for the baby and leaves her to be. Yep. I couldn't. Oh, 
what a tough turn in the tale. And you see this guy become this bad king. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He loses his teenage uh, black sheep son of his own. You know, he marries a noble woman, weirdly the same ghost that he saw earlier. Oh, yeah, yeah. Same woman. And becomes this hated king. They're at war. His own son dies. The gray is more pronounced in his beard. Becomes more bold in the streets when he's passing through that he gets hit with dirt. Yes, yeah, yeah. That's not a good sign for it. That's a tough, tough spot for a king. You, you just see tough the, to get him back. You see this in this montage. Just like yeah, the slow collapse. You know the the explosions are coming closer. Yeah, and things are just falling apart at as kind of a slow, lifelong pace. But we're seeing this you know? fifty-year span of this man. And yeah, it's because he never actually achieved that honor that he had to go do. Yeah. You know, because he ran from his This is a guy who quest. was not a leader. This is a guy that, yeah. that was born there and, and we, fell up. And we see it all until But the, you also the, see just how far that can get you. It got sure. him to the highest it didn't end well. It, yeah, yeah. it rarely does, but it got him as high as any man could get for this era. And that's always but, part of it. But uh, he he knows. You can see in his yeah. eyes he's not authentic. You know, the beautiful... He knows. As you move through this montage and you get these scenes of him losing his teenage son uh, in these wars that are already seeming long-lasting, just mm-hmm. from our quick glimpses of whatever they might be over, seeing Essel in the streets. You know, it's a small town. Yeah. And, <laughs> you know, and... Just spending a generation as a king who slowly loses the favor of his people. Your heroics and getting a green knight handed to you on a platter Mm -hmm. only goes so far. Right, right. You do a cool thing, and that can get you to a certain point. You might even get elected to local office. (laughs) But if you fuck up the local economy, people are going to, if you have a sex scandal, people are not going to be into it. Mm hmm. And this guy just messes up a generation and spends that quickly losing favor. Get the always scary to me castle under siege moments. Yeah, when they're Dirt outside falling your doors. in outside the doors, mob violence. Very scary to me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they will rip you apart, man. Very scary. And you know your family fleeing you. Uh, just or you get beheaded by the Green Knight. Complete your quest. Die a legend whose story will only grow. You know, do you die a rock star or go out a junkie? Exactly. Better, better to burn out than fade away. Right. right. And he's picturing all this. And that's what makes him kind of comfortable with the ego part of like, you know what? Fuck it. Like, I don't, I don't think I want it. <laughs> I don't yeah. think I want to make these choices. I'd rather be a, be a myth. It'll only get cooler. It's cool how Lowry um, kind of adapts this chivalric knight story yeah. that it, and in the poem it's very much about like the virtues of knighthood and this yeah thing. the and samurai re- kind of implication and he yeah. really makes it a story of just like the hero's journey for any kind of guy or or woman or person anyone who's got to become an adult who's got to yeah. face this bigger world out there and then who's got to come to terms with the end of it mm-hmm. and uh facing that with bravery and and all that like i i i, I connected to that kind of idea of the story of David Lowry is finding your finding your courage and your honor for you not because other people expect you to do it and him learning that because it's for you 
yeah, I David Lowry has made these three distinct movies in such a short time span that have made me look so honestly and differently at aging. Mm-hmm. The unavoidability of aging. It's all there. Everybody loses. His approach in Ghost Story, that deep step back of seeing an eternity, a, a full lived through who knows how many times Mm -hmm. that level of depth is scary being trapped in that kind of purgatory as a life and then in this one we get a 50-year glimpse of some incredible things some lies some lies to get into favorable positions and how lying can get you so far Mm -hmm. before the castle's under siege and old man a gun is a guy living what he wants to do failing uh in life to some succeeding on his limits right. just robin banks because he loves the thrill of robin that's what banks. he wants to do with he wants life. to do it man yeah. he carves that out and he does it and he loves it and this guy doesn't really love this this guy sees his life and sees what it could be and what it will be he knows he it's a guy that knows he's a piece of shit <laughs> It's that honest look at well, life. He, he's a guy that knows he hasn't earned it. Yeah. He comes to that. I think that's kind of the, it's that, the lesson he You can't he gets fully like, enjoy it. Yeah. It's if like, you don't know you, if you don't truly know you earned you know, it. You, you only cheat yourself or whatever, right? It's like... Uh, this was a good movie about capturing that kind of man. And I was captivated by it. Yeah. I loved this macabre, dark comic ending. Of a guy picturing his, by most men, most men of the times measures, amazing life. This is a man who looks ahead at, you know, yeah, it ends badly for you as the king, but it's good to be the king. Right. You know, 50 years as a king. Yeah. (laughs) If you get gradually unpopular, but you had some good living. Yeah, right. Good living in that time, right? And he looks through that and sees, like, him living this incredible lifestyle that only the best of the time get to lead. And goes, ah, but if I get my head off, cut off here, people like his legend will grow. Mm-hmm. He was thinking about his legend after his death. And that was worth another 50 years of nobility. It's an interesting kind of macabre tale. And I liked that little twist on it's it. It's the, uh, yeah, it's the what legacy do you want to leave behind? Yeah. Do you want to be known as the failed king? <laughs> right. Or the brave young knight? The man that made the kingdom, but also failed the kingdom. Right. Or the brave knight who valiantly took the quest that no other knight dared stand up for from the table. Yeah. He was the one. This would cement him as the legendary knight, Garwin. And he took that. That's what he wanted because that what was important at the time. And it was an amazing on-screen representation of it for me. I loved this movie. This is a movie that I think will only keep growing in estimation for me. Yeah. It feels kind of like it ends kind of empty until you, just like Lowry does by showing you alternate timelines and what-ifs, you really think of your owns. You know, you think of your own like, yeah, it did kind of end with just, well... <laughs> off with your head (laughs) and it's like him even asking like is this it yeah is this it and that's what makes what else is there what else is there right what else or what else would there be or whatever yeah Yeah. it's all gotta stop 
And that acceptance, though, is so vivid. Mm-hmm. And this movie really accepted and confronted that in a unique way that I very much loved. <laughs> I was oh, into yeah. this movie. This guy is a... Uh, I'm such a dummy. I didn't even know until we saw it that he did Old Man and the Gun. I found out from our buddy Jared. It's like, oh, this guy is the one making these movies that hit me so emotionally. All I don't think I've reacted more emotionally to any two movies in the last five years than Old Man and a Gun and A Ghost Story. Hmm. They affected me and stayed with me. And I think this one's going to keep sneaking in there. I like a lot of what it says about humanity i want to watch it again like yeah asap yeah Uh definitely i think i might have to rent this one it's it's available out on renting is it out now is it hit streaming streaming stuff cool you can rent it it's probably not it is theaters by the time people it's been hanging on there i saw i've seen it twice now if you can see this in the theater you should see it uh again it's a epic such a beautifully shot movie music uh, great looks. Oh yeah, uh, I I thought it had just a really enveloping world. I I just love when you just get into a world. Yes, uh, I fully bought is, into this. Uh, this is that when a time when Six Nights North could feel like this epic, yeah. unbelievable journey, and I love that folklore it, in this delivery. Oh, gorgeous mm. movie! I would recommend this to anybody at all interested in this if you love the witch if you love anything like that or just any good modern horror this is excellent this is the kind of big screen horror we should be like rooting for this kind of real life horrors and epic tales fantasy adventure yeah with horror elements getting a getting a a brand non-real branded fantasy yeah it's related to king arthur but as you said nobody's saying king arthur and the Mm -hmm. it's its own tale and it feels just like it's fresh fantasy, like very cool. Yeah, uh, I couldn't, I can't speak highly enough about this flick. It's gonna keep growing in my estimation. I think the more further I like this, I need to see every David Lowry. <laughs> There's several I haven't seen, in- including I, I think a live action Pete's Dragon. Was it? Give me that Pete's Remake? Dragon. Yeah, that was within just five. That was probably just five years ago. It's, it's probably great. That's pretty recent. <laughs> it's probably one of those where like yeah. it's a kids movie, but also great. But yeah. also nuts. Well, why wouldn't it be? Uh, this guy has not let me down. This is his vision of film. I have taken notice at this point. Mm. This guy connects with me on a weird level. <laughs> it's intense though. These movies affect Just me. Just don't look at a picture. Don't look of at a picture of him. It will haunt your soul. It came to this. <laughs> it did come to this. I'm Eric. I'm Charlie. Thank you guys for listening and good night. Good night.